TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, if you missed it last night, the Broncos are back to respectability. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. After a 1-5 and five star Perloff, the Broncos win last night, and they're now back to 5-5, five and five, and here they are in the playoff yeah, hunt in the AFC. But their five wins are by a combined total of eight points. <laughs> well, they are just squeaking by teams, and there's something wrong with that offense. Russell Wilson runs around, runs around, runs around, three-yard pass. And it's just way too hard right now. I'm a little worried about them that this is sort of a mirage. It is not a beauty contest. This is football. And we see a lot of teams that don't quote unquote deserve to win. Yeah. And they still do come out with a W and then you sort of, you know, move on to the next week with a better taste in your mouth. I mean, listen, it's actually been the Denver defense. That's really been the catalyst Mm -hmm. here with their four straight wins. They're forcing turnovers. They did it again last night. The Josh Dobbs story gets a little sidetracked for a second because it had been such a feel good story. I mean, it was still a very close game. At the end of the game, Dobbs and the Vikings did get a chance after Denver drove down and Wilson throws a really pretty touchdown to Cortland Sutton in the back mm, of the end zone. Pretty or lucky? Well, you know, threw it up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he got it. Uh, second straight week where Sutton has a dynamic, wow, touchdown. And, you know, this was a team that was on the brink, I think, of blowing it up. And if they had gotten some good offers, maybe they did blow, maybe yeah. they would have blown up the team. But instead, they're kind of come together, make the best of it. And again, really kind of, you know, capitalizing off the defense, coming up with a lot of big stops and turnovers. I mean, okay, I don't want to be that guy, but it is a home win in Denver against a backup quarterback. Again, I'm just not sure I love what I'm seeing out of this team. Because what happened to the Sean Payton New Orleans offense where everything was moving so fast and there were so many open spaces, they struggle and battle and claw and it just can't last to me, Maggie. They need to open this up. For some reason, it's just way too hard for them to even win these five games. They were two for 12 on third down yeah. and win the game. Uh, meanwhile, I mean, the Vikings were six for 15 on third down and three for four on fourth yeah. down. Turnovers. And the turnovers absolutely killed them. But um, interesting for Denver because this AFC playoff race has become so much different than we first anticipated. We thought you'd look at the AFC and you'd be, you know, well, you do have Mahomes and the Chiefs at the top, but at Lamar Jackson's been great. Trevor Lawrence, they get a win yesterday, and you have Miami. So those are your top four. But then you're telling me there's a huge difference between Cleveland, Houston, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Denver, like now Cincinnati with no Joe Burrow. There's not a big difference between a lot of these teams. Maybe wow. Buffalo, in my, in my mind, because I, you yeah. know, I grew up rooting for them. 
probably has the highest ceiling of those wildcard teams, but they're all jumbled together. Buffalo is way better than all those teams. They should be killing all those teams. Okay, but their schedule is also probably the most brutal coming down the street. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo has tripped up at the wrong times. I'm looking at their point differential. They're plus 104, which is basically among the contenders in the NFL. Totally. And yet they're in this mess of a AFC playoff picture. You're right. I, I put them all about the same. Although the teams are very different. Houston is a high-flying passing offense. Yep. Cleveland and Pittsburgh just want to run and play defense. Buffalo should be elite on both sides of the ball. Who else was it? And the Broncos, I don't know what the Broncos are. The Broncos are the worst defense in NFL history, transformed into this great takeaway machine. They don't make any sense. The and whole conference is a bizarre. As you said, it feels like the Indianapolis Colts haven't played in like a year. Are they still in Germany? Is Jonathan like, Taylor still on happened? that team? How's Jonathan Taylor doing since he came back? 855-212-4CBS, uh, 855-212-4227. I should mention the Raiders maybe still Yeah, the alive. Raiders are still in it a and little five bit. Five and six, the Chargers four and six after a loss yesterday. Uh, but I think the big question really is, I mean, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, they play yesterday, and it was ugly. And Pittsburgh is 6-4 and four pro off, but there is clearly some really, really, really rotten things going on. Yep. Like, it's just it's just not good. The players are speaking out. They're frustrated. Najee Harris says, I'm sick of this bleep. You know, it's kind of fracturing here. And if anyone can keep it together, it's Mike Tomlin. But this could be – this this feels a lot more like uh, tense than I remember certain years. I mean, when their chance fire Matt Canada coming out, not just in Pittsburgh, but in other cities, because <laughs> there are so many Steelers fans in this country, yeah. the fact that Mike Tomlin is holding on to his guy could be his tragic flaw here. Maybe he gets another guy next year and moves on, but it's a missed opportunity with all these injuries, with Rodgers going down, Burrow going down, everybody Deshaun. on the, Every week, Deshaun going down. Every week, someone new on the Ravens gets hurt. So there, this AFC could be a little bit wide open, and Pittsburgh is just not doing anything about it. 855-212-4CBS. Are you panicked about the Pittsburgh Steelers? 855-212-4227. Uh, Kenny Pickett not doing great. Let's do something we love to do on Mondays around here. We call it the hurry-up offense, 30 seconds on every game. All right, let's get it going here. So we'll begin with the game you guys were talking about. In Cleveland, the Browns get a game-winning field goal thanks to a late drive by the new quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, to beat the Steelers 13-10. to I just ran into our buddy uh, Gio in the hallway, Greg yep. Giannotti, former CBS Sports Radio in Pittsburgh. He said that everyone in Pittsburgh is talking about the 2012 Ravens where Camp Cameron got fired and someone else took over the offense. I'm forgetting who. And they caught fire. Their offense took off. So maybe there's a change here that could happen. Maybe. Possible, maybe. That's what they're talking about in Pittsburgh. They're hoping the 2012 Ravens are inspiration. Is there a chance that this team turns it around? I don't know. Uh, I think they're being stubborn about this. They showed that they don't want to make a change. Meanwhile, they punted. They punted nine times yesterday. Let's head over to Detroit, where the Lions came from behind to beat the Bears 31-26. to how about Detroit? Best record that they've had at this time of the year since 1962. What's funny is you had some Lions fans who were booing Jared Goff because of the turnovers. Yep. They had four or three interceptions, but then they overcome a 12-point deficit with about four minutes remaining. You had a Jamison Williams touchdown, a David Montgomery touchdown, and then that Aiden Hutchinson uh you know, safety at the end of the game. He has 15 sacks and four interceptions in two seasons. The first NFL player ever. 
So you guys are in on Amon Ross St. Brown by now, I hope. He is, first of all, he's cool, but he's also a great player. And the only reason Jamison Williams is ever open is because three guys aren't St. Brown. Let's head over to the, uh, Green Bay where the Packers beat the fighting Brandon Staley's 23-20. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, I, it's not consistent at all, but, man, does he throw a pretty pass. I do not like Christian Watson at all. I think they they need their A.J. Brown or their Stephon Diggs, a big-time receiver who's going to take Jordan Love to the next level. I'm so happy right now if I'm a Packers fan. I think we got it. I think we nailed it. I think we're going to have go from Favre to Rodgers to Love and be happy. Okay. Maybe they're Devontae Adams. Maybe someone who was well, Dev- actually no, Devontae, kind of Devontae was, just, you know, Rodgers was already an MVP before Devontae got there. They need someone who will make Jordan Love a pro bowler. Aaron Jones tears an ACL, which is a bummer. Chargers, five of their six losses have been by a combined 14 points. Yikes. The Miami Dolphins stave off the... Las Vegas Raiders in South Beach. Final score, 20-13. to 13, The late Jalen Ramsey pick sealed the win. Yeah, two picks for Jalen Ramsey. You had Tyreek Hill with his eighth touchdown, what leads the NFL, still on track to break the record for most receiving yards ever. We talked about Devontae Adams. He's the offense for the Raiders. They could not get Josh Jacobs going yesterday. Yep. This game was a lot tighter than anyone expected, but Miami still wins. Uh, Miami looked super rusty coming off the bye. Tyreek Hill back in that MVP race for sure. 146 yards yesterday. Don't count him out. All the quarterbacks are kind of evening each other out. Maybe the voters see him as a different kind of vote and also, put him in there. A-chan. Oh, that stinks. A-chan leaves again early in the, in the game right after he had already come back from an injury. Yes. No hot water, no chance for the Washington Commanders <laughs> as they lost to the Giants. 31-19, a pick six from the Giants. Sealed the win for them. A sixth takeaway for Big Blue. This is probably a good loss for the commanders who might have been fooling themselves into Sam Howell a little bit. And I like Sam Howell, but I don't know where you're going with Sam Howell because he feels exactly middle of the pack. Kind of, he's a Taylor Heineke clone. Maybe this loss is a bit of a wake-up call. And, you know, just in case they thought, oh, we're going to hold on to Howell and we're going to hold on to Rivera. Now it's clear they have to change. Uh, terrible, terrible win for the Giants. This is yeah. awful. You have to be losing as many games as humanly possible. You could have possibly maybe an outside shot at the number one overall pick. I mean, Carolina. Not that outside. I know. They have three wins. No, it would have, if they lost this, it would not have been that outside. It would have been right in the themselves. mix. Also, hate it when your sweat dries on yourself. You can't take a shower. Oof. So gross. Uh, let's head over to Carolina where there was another house call for Deron Blaine as the Cowboys thumped the Panthers 33-10. to Yeah, this one, Dak, third straight game with 300 or more yards passing. I mean, my bigger takeaway here is Bryce Young. I mean, 16 for 29, 123 yards. His third pick six in the last three games and seven sacks. Yo, that is bad. I know the team's not good, Come but on. whoa. What, what on earth is Bryce Young supposed to do with this? The play calling's terrible. The line's terrible. The receivers are terrible. The run game is awful. Okay, but is Bryce Young going to be the kind of quarterback where everything has to be perfect around him how about anything, to be good? How about anything is mediocre around him instead of all bad? Another three-pick win for a quarterback. We had Jared Goff all earlier. Here we have uh, C.J. Stroud throwing three picks in the win for the Texans over the Car- uh, the Arizona Cardinals, 21-16. So those picks were not his fault. I'm great at excusing quarterback interceptions. <laughs> One was through what? his hands. One, I don't know how. the It was like there was a jet pack in the Car- Cardinals defensive back. So I think actually C.J. Stroud, his first half was awesome. He played a lot better than people 
they thought, I think Kyler Murray's winning that job. He's going to be the quarterback again in Arizona. Yeah, I'm going I'm to tell you, I was really surprised when Kyler Murray had the ball, let's see, about five minutes left to go, and they could have, they were down by five, and they could have scored the touchdown to to win. I thought they, I thought they were going to yeah. win. It's like, hard. It's easier to get a field goal in that spot. I know, obvious, yeah. but you could protect the end zone if you're Houston. Brock Purdy throws three touchdowns and a win for the 49ers over the Bucks at home, 27 to 14. Yeah, I mean, what was the spread on this game? Listen, this is a great game. San Francisco for them. You go across the country and beat Jacksonville last week in convincing fashion. Now you're beating Tampa and never really felt a threat from the Tampa Bay Bucks. San Francisco is just back to being who we thought they were. The only reason we're not noticing that Brock Purdy is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL is because he's Mr. Irrelevant. The stuff he was doing yesterday was number one overall stuff. He was moving around, hitting it's guys the on the hands. They suck. I even in that when Brock Purdy went fell down to earth, he was still darn good. I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. And a game that was earlier to buy a caller said a game of two halves. You had the Rams beating the Seahawks seventeen to sixteen. Yep, lost a bet on this, I had the over. And I'll tell you, there's four people, I don't know how many people, seven people who cost me this game. The <laughs> officials said from moment one, we are taking over this game. 12 penalties against the Seahawks for 130 yards, nine against the Rams for 92 yards. Neither offense, had, most of them were on offense. No one had a chance to move the ball. I don't know what that officiated crew. They were all ticky-tack, terrible game, made it the most unentertaining game. The NFL sticks. Well, Geno Smith's numbers here don't look terrible. 22 for 34, 233 yards. A touchdown did get knocked out of the game briefly by Aaron Donald, but it just doesn't look the same with Geno. And Kenneth Walker got hurt in the game. I'm worried this is all kind of falling apart a little bit for Seattle, a team that I think people like. Yeah, their schedule gets impossible. Just broke a 200-minute Touchdownless streak in this game, but they still lost to the Bills 32-6. First game for Joe Brady as interim OC for the Bills. Really proud of how the Bills bounce back here. I thought you'd be able to tell whether they quit on Sean McDermott right at the beginning of the game, and the first play was forcing a fumble and a turnover on the kickoff, and they were off to the races on this. Listen, it's probably going to be too little, too late. The Bills have dug themselves in too much of a hole. But if they play like this, I mean, it's not always going to be against the Jets and Zach Wilson. But everything about this felt better. And I can't pin it all on Ken Dorsey, but they made a change and the guys responded. It's so sad. I mean, you were once comparing yourself to the Chiefs. Now you're proud of beating Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle at home. Come on. So sad. The lower expectations. Oh, the mighty have fallen. Haven't they, though? You know what would have been worse? Losing to Zach Wilson twice in the same season. So (laughs) I know what's going on. Eagles lost to him, too. So I know what you're talking about. That is true. And finally, we have the Sunday night game. Uh, A sensational Cortland Sutton touchdown catch. To seal the win for the Broncos. Broncos beat the Vikings at home 21-20. Okay, we've talked a lot about this game. I still think Denver's offense looks kind of broken. Yeah. It feels like Russell Wilson has to be make these desperate plays at the end. He made just enough desperate plays for the win. I worry about that moving forward. Uh, and I am also sad that my guy Josh Dobbs lost. Yeah, That's well, a bummer. We love the Pasternot, but uh, this the story's not over. It just takes a little bit of a, of a coffee break yep. for Josh Dobbs. But, um, I mean... Here's the thing. Nobody really does that autopsy. Very rarely do we go back and comb through wins and losses. It's going to go down as a win for the Broncos. It's four wins in a row. They're on the fringe of the playoff race. And they were embarrassing a couple weeks ago. Like 70 to, to 20, they lost a game. 
they're far from that, even if it doesn't look great. So they play the Browns next week. I am fascinated by this matchup. How do you hide Russell Wilson against Miles Garrett? <laughs> Just hope <laughs> that he's costume? too short for Miles Garrett to see him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, both teams are going to want to punt on third down because you could break down the music. This is our last game, right? <laughs> this is such a crucial AFC playoff game. I do not know how Denver's offense is not going to cough the ball up 10 times against that Cleveland defense, which is all time. Okay, but the Denver defense has also been forcing turnovers. But Cleveland's not going to let them do that. Cleveland can't put the ball in the air against that Denver defense. Well, I mean, at some point, you're going to, Dorian Thompson Robinson's going to have to make a couple throws. And that's exactly what happened against the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday. Mm. DTR was doing not much, played a pretty bad game, but on that final drive, four completions, I believe, to four different receivers, and they got him field goal range. (laughs) Made me wonder, (laughs) could Cleveland been doing that all game why were they not throwing he looked great on that last drive yeah maybe kids got an arm both uh it's interesting this sort of conservative coaching style is now a thing in the nfl with all the quarterback injuries it's almost like let's just uh let's try and get a seven nothing game and then turtle up for the rest of the game and hold on to the lead it's a precarious way to coach a precarious way to play and it stinks as a fan i don't like it 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Speaking of quarterback injuries, we did have a big one over the weekend and it could have major, major college football playoff implications. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. Or on the Odyssey app, get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. Filing a complaint in advance here on the Maggie and Perloff Show. At least I am. Maggie, you cannot keep Florida State out of the Final Four because their quarterback is hurt. If they are undefeated and they are ACC champions, then they deserve a spot. And deserve is the key word here to me. Do not keep the Seminoles out. And if anybody wants to be a class action lawsuit in Florida State, (laughs) I'm with you. I will take up that cause. I I feel terrible. We love Jordan Travis. Gruesome leg injury on Saturday. This should not keep Florida State out of the mix, Maggie. Okay, but here's the question. So you're going to keep Washington out if they went out? No, no, no. If if they're four undefeated teams and keep all the one-loss teams out. There's okay. not going to be more than four undefeated teams. Right, That's because not... Ohio State and Michigan have to play each other. I can see <clears throat> I can see the committee putting Washington four over Florida State because of the Jordan Travis injury, number one. Right. And two, because let's be honest, Washington has the better resume right now. Who have they beaten? Oregon ranked eighth at the time, 20th USC at the time, 18th Utah at the time, and then just beat Oregon State in Corvallis in a very difficult weather condition game where it was definitely wet and gross. Oh, definitely. Uh, and they have a better resume. But that's a not, it's a total non issue because the showdown is one loss Alabama against Florida State. Uh, If Alabama beats Georgia, you're not going to have more than four undefeated teams. So, if you're the committee, do you think about, well, this team has lost their quarterback. They're not going to be a quality team. It's not going to be the game we want to see. Would you take, I don't think you can, especially Florida State, because they beat LSU, who's now a pretty good team, and they've played everybody in front of them, and they've had some close games. They haven't been perfect. But I just think you have to reward the undefeated conference champion. Yeah, I, I think this injury cracks the door open, where if they wanted to, they could say, okay, yes, you beat LSU. Phenomenal game, but first game of the season. Then you also had, you beat Duke, but 
you know, well, Duke's now Duke's no good. kind of yeah. no good because their quarterback got hurt. And you're going to have Florida, and then you have Louisville for the ACC championship game. Which is going to be really good now, if they could beat them. Because Louisville has moved up. Right, but again, is that going to be enough to say, oh, we're going to keep out Alabama? I I don't know. I this, think, this just cracked the door open. I feel terrible for Jordan Travis. Like, this is awful. But he seems to be in good spirits, at least yesterday, was posting some positive stuff on social. I understand your logic. I totally get it. But I think... Th- to actually sit there and say, no, a 12-0 and undefeated ACC champion is not going to be in there, that's a tough call to make because you know there's going to be a lot of blowback. And it's not it's not TCU who they actually let in. This is Florida State, one of the premier programs in college football history. I don't think they have the guts to do this. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's, by the way, assuming that Florida State wins out with a backup quarterback. Marco Belletti yeah. is here with some headlines. Good morning, Marco. Good morning, guys. Well, the Chargers are in a world of trouble. Four and six, lost on the road to the Packers, and it left Brandon Staley uh, full meltdown. I'm not here to talk to, to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Yeah, he wasn't done. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is. Okay, so full okay. attention's <laughs> on the pass defense. But make no mistake, everybody sucked, not just that. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay, We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay, We did this as a team. So keep in mind, yeah. start spreading the blame around. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, yeah. and I am fully responsible for it. <laughs> and just to put a little bow, Staley will continue to be the play caller on the defensive side. You can stop asking that question. Okay, I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay, So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. So summation, everything's fine with the truck. Man, that feels like a threat. It's like, I'm going to keep coaching <laughs> yeah. this team. It's like, oh, my God, awful. Now, the other part, too, is, you know, this is only the Chargers coach could get away with this, right? Which is because, unfortunately, and this is not their fault, but Charger fans have been, they've turned, you know, the team has turned yeah. their back Who? on the Charger fan, right? And so he, all eight of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no Chargers They're all fans. back in San Diego. They're gone. And they hate the team. Right. So he's saying, I'm not talking to the fans right now. I'm talking to my guys. That would never fly mm-hmm. with a big, like with a, a rabid fan base team. If you said that about the Steelers, about the Packers, about the Cleveland Browns, about the Dallas Cowboys, whatever, yep. you Philadelphia Eagles, people would be ticked off. Bill Belichick could say it. Well, well he might be saying it soon. Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are the rumors, right? I mean, we, yeah, we've right. heard Washington and yeah. we've heard the Chargers. And Tampa. I mean, Staley's basically got one foot out the door. No, I, I think that I totally agree with your point. If, say, he was the Buccaneers coach, you could say whatever he wanted. The Chargers coach, there's no fan base that you're accountable to because they're in L.A. Mm-hmm. where they're the second team and nobody cares about either team. So it really Dodgers. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I think if they had won the game, then it, this is – what do you want your coach to do? Do you want him to be fiery like this, or do you want him to say, to spat out cliches? Do you want him to be like all is good, kind of like Robert Sala said after the Bills? <laughs> do you want him to have a positive positive message? No. How are you to... supposed to react to this loss when everything he said is right? They let up a key sack at the end where the offensive line disappeared. Their pass defense is awful, 
everything about the team is disappointing. So I'm not sure how he's supposed to approach this. I'm not defending him necessarily, but there's no win situation for Brandon Staley. I think that when you lose in this kind of fashion, stop convincing me of stuff. I just watched what I watched. I've watched your terrible play. I've watched this team underachieve. Mm -hmm. I've watched so much bad with this team. Stop convincing me that I'm not look like that. I'm not seeing what I'm seeing, you know? Okay. It's like, So he's going to get fired one way or the other. If he stays, I I don't, if I were Justin Herbert, I'd be like, get me the hell out of here. No, no, Staley's, he's gone at the end of the year if he makes a pass today. I mean, there's no. I thought, leave him in Wisconsin. 100% chance that, (laughs) well, who's, who should coach Justin Herbert then? Do you guys like Belichick? Ben no. Johnson. If I'm, ben Johnson would be my coach. Not really. I gotta be yeah. fair. If I'm the Chargers, I'd go all in with Belichick. I'd I'd roll mm. the dice that you I get can get two years with him with Herbert. As much as this has been a colossal disaster mm-hmm. since Brady has left and the Mac Jones has not worked out, he's seventy. What one? He's got one shot to prove that he can do this without Brady. He's got Herbert there. He gets, what, a two, three-year window? Mm. I'm going to get the best out of Belichick. I'm so with EJ. Ben Johnson. Justin Herbert, it'd be nice if he could just throw a normal pass instead of having to thread it between four defenders <laughs> at 80 miles an hour. It is amazing how he's yeah. able to do that. True. But here's the I also th- fix the defense if I get Belichick. Yeah, and you have, go- you have guys who are good on defense. He could fix it. The other thing, though, about Ben Johnson, he's going to be the hot coordinator candidate because yeah. he's the offensive coordinator of the Lions, and they're amazing but never been a head coach. Like, you get all that first-time head coach, like, just with Brandon Staley. What is he going to be able to handle it? I, or he could be Nick Sirianni. That's okay. I think the young – I every owner should look at young offensive coordinators. It's just a trend right now. And the old retreads is just are not generally working. I agree with a lot of spots. I think the Chargers would be one of the few places – for a small window that Belichick would work. I don't. The Washington makes no sense to me. Well, why? Why? If I'm Washington, what, what do I want Belichick for? To fix Sam Howell? What am I doing? I, I got. I got a garbage team. I'm going to redo this with Belichick in charge of personnel. That's the, been the downfall in New England. So, it, to me, it's only small places that it would work mm-hmm. with an older guy. I think the Chargers would be a good spot for, for me. How about Tampa Bay? Because it worked for Brady, no. it could work for. Bel- <laughs> That's my only logic there. Is it worked so for funny. Brady. <laughs> Belichick and Baker Mayfield. That's ah, a match made in hell. Oh, <laughs> that would be fun to watch. That'd be great for us. Well, guys, see, see those press conferences. We we did have the Cowboys with an easy win over the Panthers, but despite the lopsided game, it provided us a first. So officially a horse mask on yeah. Xavier Woods. I, I can't, I'll be honest. You know, you know how they have like scorigamis, you know, weird. I'm not sure if I've ever seen simultaneous face mask horse collar called on the same guy at the exact same time. I, that might be a first. We're going to have to have Check that out. Yeah, we'll look into that. So that's Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson on Fox. Carolina penalized for a face mask and a horse collar tackle. Same player, <laughs> same play. It's a horse mask. I never seen that before. <laughs> it's kind of like what the Eagles fans were wearing, you know, before their Super Bowl run. You see, like, is that Mike Trout wearing a horse head <laughs> on the side? <laughs> You mean the dog heads, man? Oh, was it dogs? They're dogs. They're German Shepherds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it was German <laughs> Who was wearing a horse head? Nobody. Uh, I, I was thinking know. about, uh, wasn't it uh, Shannon Sharp who went in the Super Bowl with him and him and, uh, <laughs> with a Broncos great, hat? Yeah, kind of Broncos hat, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was dogs that whole time, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Under, as in underdogs. Well, horses would have made no sense. Yeah, I there. guess so. Yeah. I guess, uh, like, if a coach said you bet on the right horse, then maybe everyone could wear a horse head. Maybe that'll happen someday. Colts you know, could wear huh. a horse. And, you know, yeah. maybe Jonathan Taylor. You know what's funny? Yeah. Jim would come up with something like that. It's yeah. like uh, your mind plays tricks on you. I bet I could have passed a lie detector test. It's just like, <laughs> what were the Eagles fans wearing leading the Super Bowl? I'd be like, a horse mask. In my mind, it was a horse mask. 
Yeah. Did Trout wear that horse mask? Oh, yeah. He wore the dog. Uh, now I think it's a horse <laughs> mask. <laughs> I'm going to put on my horse mask. Uh, Someone ate horse poop. That's what it was. Yes. I got it mixed up in my brain. Somebody, was that an Eagles parade? Or yes. Was... Someone at the Eagles parade ate horse poop. That sounds That's familiar. That's why I thought it was a horse mask. Yes, it was a horse poop. Hmm. The great, but the great after he, they went down the grease pole. Do you guys remember when the Eagles fan was interviewed after a, a four alarm fire in Philadelphia? Yes, and said that some, somebody actually no, caught. The, yeah, yes, do you the, remember the story exactly? Yes, there was a house fire, and sad, but they were throwing. Uh, they had to throw at one point a young child mm-hmm. out the window, and the guy telling the news said, "And he caught him." Unlike Aguilar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who had dropped passes in the, in the game earlier that day. Yeah, and the fire is going on. I think actually, I hope nobody was hurt in that no, one. I the baby so. was caught. He said, mm-hmm. unlike Aguilar. Yeah, Eagles fans are great. <laughs> now, <laughs> one did, way to put it. <laughs> we joked earlier about Tommy DeVito and the hair comment and the no hot water in Washington. Undrafted rookie, three touchdown passes, easy win. Brian Dable asked how much he thought the rookie had grown from the performance. I think he's the same height. Oh, no. Yeah. So Dable's what? working on his stand-up. He's the same height. Yeah. When and That's he, like a dad joke. I love I, it. I mean, really. Um, he added more, though. He was apparently in a very jovial mood. How much does it help the morale to win a game like that, though? Because, you know, we've talked about it the past few weeks, of the frustration we were seeing it at times. Like, when you're able to yeah. win like that, how much does this you know, help? Yeah. Out? Winning's good. Yeah. Losing's not. I mean, I guess when you win, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, he's being smug. Yeah. He's uh he went to the Belichick school, so he's he gives a lot of like two word yeah. answers. But again, it's it all seems so. It's like that Caleb Williams not speaking after a loss when you're more than happy to talk after a win. Mm-hmm. Brian Dayball last year in front of every microphone, coach of the year, and that you know Lottie Da with the media. And now he's got to be smug. Like it's just so Oof. transparent. I worry about the Giants repeating history and thinking that they can add weapons to Daniel Jones and build a team here, because they're going to have a high draft pick. Yeah. What if they, I mean, Not they already have more. top 10 picks of both tackle spots. I don't know what, what are they going to draft besides a quarterback? A quarterback. Wide receiver? No, well, I, mean, I, mean, I think they're not going to draft a quarterback. I think they're going to say, we got to help Daniel Jones. We got to pay off that investment. I, I think it depends on where they are. I mean, right now they're at five. They were at two. Yeah. The win pushed them down to five. They yeah, wind yeah, up yeah. getting another win or so. I mean, they play the Patriots next. Who knows? Yeah. With that, both of those teams. So, where are they? Are they eight or nine? I don't know if they if, get a quarterback there. If they're there. not one or two, then there's a good chance they go another position. Uh, Probably. But, I mean, I don't think that means you've solved anything at the quarterback no, position. Uh, well, I, that's my point. I think they should draft a quarterback. I think that they're doing that Eli Manning thing. We can bring in the right weapon and make Eli Manning have three more good years. And you just can't do no, that. No, you can't. Then they should learn this because Saquon Barkley is someone they just had a franchise tag. And he was the poster child for this bad decision. Yeah, exactly. Because they took him right. second overall. I think that with this quarterback class... I wonder if there is, like, maybe not a Jalen Hurts, but something like that in the second round. Because you do have a lot of good oh, QBs in college A lot of experienced right quarterbacks, yeah. a lot of guys. Yep. Maybe you get someone in the second round or something, and they end up being a diamond in the rough. That's still, I mean. They have two second-round picks, by the way. History does show you most, a large majority of second-round pick quarterbacks do not work out. They're backups. I get it. But still, someone to compete with Daniel Jones. Anything else, Marco? Uh, just to let you know, I'm sure you guys are aware of this. I'm sure Perloff is aware. Uh, the Eagles play tonight. They're playing they the Chiefs. It's a big game. Big game. Swifts are going to be there. And I did have one more for you, Perloff, because you made me do math before. Uh, just to <laughs> let you know, you were wrong. Seven years, 172. It's 24 and a half. It's not 28. I had to oh, bust I, out the calculator. It took me three hours, <laughs> but I busted out the calculator. I was like, yeah. was that yesterday's show? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Nola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that guy? 
Who Can got anyone paid? help me out here? So does that mean that we're not getting Mike Trout or we are getting Mike Trout? <laughs> That's all I... I, I I want Mike Trout. I want Shohei Otani. I want that other Japanese player everyone keeps talking about. Okay, you're not getting Yamamoto, and you're not getting Otani. You might get Trout. That's possible. That's what everyone keeps saying. And uh, will, will Trout be at the game tonight? That's what I'm curious about. In Kansas, In Kansas City, City? That'd yeah, be, that'd be something. <laughs> he might be. I mean, he's got. He's our Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Just without the, you know. She's supposed to not be there again now tonight. I, I have a hard time keeping I up. I think with the this. parents are there. But she's in Brazil doing a. Concert? Does that uh, sound right? I don't know. I think she's. I think she's back. I don't know. EJ, you're cooler than me. Do you know this? <laughs> no, I know this. Unfortunately, no? I'm not not on the Taylor. Swift, I'm not sure uh, Taylor Travis Swift itinerary. is cool. We argue about this all the time. My 13 year old daughter says that Taylor Swift is the most uncool person on the planet. I know, but you realize huh. your daughter is like living in New York City, where she's aging in dog years, and I think all the other 13 year olds do think she's cool. No, I think they have. A, I think there are way cooler acts out there. Taylor Swift is. Miss pop star. I think Taylor Swift is Miss yes, America. Old thirteen year olds don't like pop stars. They like no, but she could be old. They I mean, she's been around a, for a while. I yeah, don't know. I don't think I don't she's know. the hot. I think uh, there's. They like the rebel. They like. Uh, there are a lot of thirteen year olds who like the the bad girl or the bad guy. Yeah. Like mm. I think that Taylor Swift is Miss Clean, and like your parents like Taylor Swift. So I, I wonder. That's what I mean. There's a rebellion that's not there. You know, it's so funny. The one music festival that I went to this year, which was over the summer, there were a lot of the female acts were like a lot of defiant, yeah, kind of like aggro a little more. Hmm. I don't know when when the concert is filled with eight year olds and their parents. I just don't think at a certain age teenagers are not going to like that. Yeah, you might be right. About By it. the way, uh, Taylor Swift not attending the game. A change of plans uh, due to uh, issues with her rescheduling a show in Brazil. Hey, I was right. I'll there you say go. Marco on the money for the win. Uh, I just found out a Taylor Swift song like three weeks ago. I had no idea. Also, great life hack and good job by Taylor Swift. If the parents are going to meet, just be in a different continent. Like here, you guys can meet my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I'll be in Brazil. See, this is why this is uh, Travis Kelsey's worst nightmare. Like I said last week, like you go show up to your job, and this is where your parents are meeting. Like, Distracted, right? Mom. And now, now your girlfriend can't even help, kind of, you know, piece this thing together. No, he's like, gonna be on the sideline right before the game, texting the uh, future in-laws, <laughs> saying, "No, no, no, you, you got to enter this entrance, yeah, like Gate, gate C." C. Yeah. yeah, all those logistics he's got to handle. Like that, that this is a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Brittany Mahomes is there. I'm sure she'll. <laughs> oh gosh. She might have to really help. Who knows? Maybe I, if she's doing a um, choreographed dance with, with, with Taylor's Mahomes. mom, oh, boy. then we know she's really. Reaching. Brittany Mahomes is the angriest person in this entire country about this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. You Why can, she's getting such what? a bump? Oh, no, you, have you ever it. seen the gifts of her? How sad she is when the camera's on Taylor. She's trying to get in there, but it's not working. Yeah, well, that's why she had that handshake thing. I yeah. think that's why she, you know. Oh, that was able to so nudge her way awful. In. Yeah, oh. but that's why she gets herself in. That's, Pearl, that's, that's, that's FaceTime. Awful. She's been having dinners with Selena Gomez and yeah. Sophie Turner. Brittany Mahomes has? Yeah. yeah this, oh. is, this is the most exposure she's ever had. <laughs> oh, I just saw that earlier in the year when she was looking sad throughout. Even when they scored a touchdown, she had this complete frown because everyone was paying attention to Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor brought us some A-list uh, parties, and now they're good, I think. Okay. I missed, just, I missed the second half of that story. My bad. Just her face. 855-212-4CBS. Britney's face. That's just how she looks. 855. I watch quarterback documentary. 855-212-4227. Okay. Thank you, Marco. So much to do, including a very unique interview that we did not see coming. It's hilarious. You're going to hear it next. Don't move. Maggie Proloff, CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Perloff getting very excited about uh, Eagles Chiefs tonight. I said, wow, I, uh, I said in the break, I'm expecting, uh, I think we're going to get a good game tonight. Oh, you I go, know. yeah, because the reigning Super Bowl champ. And- it's a Super Bowl rematch <laughs> with the number one seed in both conferences. And you think, I, yeah, I judge you tremendously there. <laughs> like, yeah, it should be, a, should be a fun matchup. It's not, it's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against the Carolina Panthers. Yes, it's the Chiefs and the Eagles, Maggie. It better be a good game. <laughs> if this is not a good nervous. game, then we're never getting a good game. <laughs> Listen, I've had a lot of primetime stinkers. You know, including last night, which was fine. At least we got like a drive at the end of the game, which was exciting. You know, with the Denver Broncos scoring a touchdown and then the Vikings trying to answer. But I mean, the football's been like, you know. Yeah, but you have the two front runners for MVP. You have every. There, if this is not a good game, then I don't know what happened. It should be a <laughs> a battle. Is there a scenario where well, this is want, a bad game? You want the Eagles to basically lay lay down. Yes, I want them to play completely vanilla on defense and offense. Don't yeah. show any exotic blitzes. Don't show any trick plays because this is the first of two. See, you're part of the problem here. You, yeah, they're you're, playing in the Super Bowl. You're rooting for a bad game while the rest of us just want something fun uh, and high-flying. But in all seriousness, I, I really, you can never predict what's going to happen in the NFL. This should be a battle because Andy Reid never loses after the buys 28 and four in this situation. And the Eagles seem to be playing their best football right now. Feels 50, 50 to me. Do you, do you, it's a two and a half point spread or is it up to three now? It might be up to three for the chiefs. Yeah. I can't wait. I am not going to be upset though, because I am smart. I don't, I don't overreact to one week. Okay. The Eagles fall to eight and two with a road loss at Kansas city. That's okay. Yes. That's fine. As long as they beat Dallas coming up, we're in good shape. And I can't wait until we get to the Dallas game. And if the Eagles lose, somehow you'll be like, nope, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Everything's okay because in Perloff's world, nothing matters. Now, who is really scaring me on Sunday morning? I was watching all these features on the Detroit Lions offensive line. I thought they were going to maul the Eagles. Then I saw them play against Chicago. I downgraded them instantly. They're not quite the same caliber as these teams. Uh and they have a lot of like first round picks and stuff like oh, that. that, that their O line is great, but yeah. it's the overall team. I think they're a good team, but remember they went into Baltimore and lost thirty-eight-six. Okay, but yes. the Chiefs and the Eagles don't do that. Okay, but you know, 
getting taken to the wire by a division rival and the Lions needed, you know, two scores late. They were down 12 with four and a half minutes left to go and came back and won the game. But like I watch your Eagles play the commanders really tight. Sometimes you just play your division rival has your Uh, number. That's true. And also the Chiefs, who we see tonight, lost to the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. So there is that thing in division. Detroit, though, is not... I know. Listen, people are trying to say they're a Super Bowl contender. I just don't see it yet. And by the way, I'm completely jinxing the Eagles to lose in Detroit now in January. Well, good for you. But I also think that maybe the, the defense, I think everyone had thought it like really turn this corner yeah. for the for Detroit. And I just, it just hasn't, you know? Yeah. And also their weapons. Amon Ross St. Brown is great, but... I feel like if the ball doesn't go to him, then it's kind of up in well, the air. Well, Sam Laporta. I mean, it's, Laporta's good, too. Good point. They're still America's team. Uh, let's get to our shot of the day. They're America's 1 p.m. team. <laughs> and the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Had me some Casamigos myself a little this weekend when I was down in Washington, D.C., hanging out with some of my college friends. Um, Ooh, where did, was I? Did things get a little wild there? What, do you got any stories? Hanging out in D.C. with your college friends? You know, I haven't taken a shot in a long time. Okay. And, you know. Shot of the weekend? <laughs> I took a couple of Casamigos, my shot of the weekend. Are you a reliable narrator on what actually happened here? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, blackout. But you, uh-huh. the thing is, is that, aw, I'm less disappointed. And I get uh-huh. totally blackout drunk. No, it's just that. You know, as you get older, the shots, like I love a Casamigos cocktail. So I always go into Casamigos.com mm-hmm. and looking at all the recipes and they're super fun and and I love it. They're festive. But the shot is what's tough for me. Like yeah. that's when I start to feel my age a little bit. So the shot just hits a little heavier than hits it used to? It's a little to? harder. I can tell my face probably looks like I just <laughs> sucked on 15 lemons. Like I just. Like a Brittany Mahomes. I do. I get Brittany Mahomes face. When what I was the shot of? Oh, tequila? It was Casamigos. Uh, uh, yeah, tequila's pretty smooth. The Casamigos is great. I'm telling you, it's not It's not them, it's me. Like, yeah, I yeah. just can't take shots anymore. Got Could it. I ever is the question, but you guys didn't Can know you me Can you shotgun a beer like you used to? I haven't tried that in a while. Yeah, it's funny when you have a four-year-old kid at home. It's <laughs> a Sunday afternoon, the Bills are beating up the Jets. Hey, honey, let's uh, shotgun a Miller Lite. Doesn't happen a lot. You know... Maybe maybe we should. Just lose, you just lose all your shotgunning powers, like those uh, guys on Space Jam. You know, just yeah, lost right. all their powers. Who is the last person in this room who did a keg stand or anything crazy like, or a beer funnel? Oh man, never what? done any of them. What? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not never done that. a keg stand. Live a little. Like Will Ferrell in the old school. <laughs> Once it hits your lips. Uh, when's the last time I did a keg stand? I mean, probably college. Pete Bellotti, you you haven't done a keg stand lately? No, I have not. I think the the my. Biggest moment with, uh, uh, with with a bottle <laughs> was was when I had two Long Island iced teas and I had to be carried out of a bar. Wow, <laughs> just two though. I mean, they're pretty potent. Do you I know mean, goblets? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> when I was a bartender and people used to order the Long Island iced teas, like I, you know what it is, right? Oh, it's just a mix of different liquors, it's, right? It's every how I was taught to make it when I was bartending in New York City, is it's every liquor on the rail and a splash of Coke. Apparently, Bilotti couldn't <laughs> handle it. It's all sugar. Yeah, I couldn't handle it. It just hit me right, hit me right. Your quick. whole right life, the, the best drinking store you have is that time you took two <laughs> Long Island iced teas and yeah, you had to be carried out. <laughs> Perloff, last time you did a keg stand? You got long legs. You didn't need like, a lot keg? of people to help get you out I don't there. know if I ever did a keg stand. I used to do beer funnels and shotgun beer in college. 
Yeah, we did all that stuff. If I don't think we bills, did a case. If my bills beat your Eagles, my husband and I will shotgun a beer on camera for you. Okay, that'd be fun. <laughs> Uh, my husband's probably like, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Early uh, shot of the day. Where am I? He shoots! <laughs> Thank you, Pete. The shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila yet again. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day, we were talking about um, when the timer goes off in the headset in an NFL game, kind of remind us of a home appliance. I think the most annoying sound is when the oven timer goes off. It's just like, some just sprint. I'm like Tyree Kill to the oven just to turn this thing off. See, my oven doesn't work. It sometimes goes off, and then I have to move the entire oven out to unplug it. So that beeping gets louder and louder until I'm able to pull the entire oven out. Now, the problem is it'll go off while the oven's on. Oh, gosh. I can't do that while it's on <laughs> because it's too it. hot. <laughs> so I had this thing beeping for about 40 minutes with three children. One that was a two-month-old that was screaming through the whole thing. The three-year-old's trying to go, what's that noise? And my nine-year-old is looking at me like, can't we just do something? Like, is there anything? And I'm like, uh, you all suck. <laughs> that took a wild turn. <laughs> you know who needs some Casamigos is Marco. Well, I oh, that kind of scenario is Marco. I <laughs> uh, smoke alarm. That sounded like a smoke alarm. Oh. So you know you can't get the smoke alarm off. That is very scary. So annoying. And also you have to like find which smoke detector it yeah. is because sometimes it beeps and you're not like I don't have a huge house, but it, I can't tell exactly where it's coming from. And yeah. what's the deal? When does a fire department come? Do some smoke alarms trigger the fire department? I think if and I live in an apartment <laughs> building, if the, out, the outside apartment, is. if the outside fire alarm hits, that means the fire department has to come, which is a disaster. Yeah, mine's never has. And I have a problem where in the home that my parents live in, the if you open the bathroom door after taking a shower, the steam yeah. does the smoke alarm. So then that becomes a thing where you can't even open the door after you take a shower because <laughs> the steam will set off the fire alarm. Wow. Well, how long a shower are you take? <laughs> no, I mean it's not it's a regular shower, but like it, it, you build enough steam in the bathroom, you open the door and like my our, our alarm is right there. I so, thought you were gonna say if someone else is like blowing up the bathroom and then yeah, just say, the door yeah, and yeah, the alarm. When you said shower, <laughs> I was didn't know what word you were gonna say there. It's a lot of nice taste. When someone takes something else it starts with an SH. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's not their Taco Bell breakfast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classy show we four alarm fire breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for hitting the music on that. We got to go. Go, birds. Thank you, EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Bellotti back on our yeah. board. Thank you to Marco Belletti. Thank you to Andrew Common Kaplan. Sense for you saying that it's going to be a good game tonight. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good game tonight. Oh, really? We know it's coffee drinkers. We'll see you tomorrow. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 